0: You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey.
1: My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching the itch to talk about fire. Again. Again? (laughs) Have we talked about fire before? I think so. We talked about ashes a couple of times. Huh. Well, anyway, this time we're talking about the band Eva Under Fire and their lead singer, Eva Marie, who we got to speak with actually just yesterday as of this recording and then see in concert a few hours later. Both of those were fantastic experiences for The Itch. Yes, yes. we were the ones putting her under fire with questions. Very
2: intimidating questions. She was she was almost stumped a couple of times. <laughs> so intimidating, her phone didn't want her to answer the questions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Eva's phone was
0: specifically the Christmas question. Yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> Eva's phone tried to censor us. It was it was protecting her from something, so I guess there's some weird loyalty there in that technology, but yeah. But nonetheless, we ended up getting in the hard hitting questions. She called us devils for doing it.
0: <laughs> and saints for putting up with the tech and issues. saints. So it,
1: it was a great time. uh Eva fire is a rock band from Michigan. They've been around for a good handful of years or so. A couple of years back, they signed with Better Noise Music and have been releasing some pretty hot singles in the last year or so. Yeah, with some great
2: collaborations as well. You know, kind of a trademark of Better Noise, as we've been talking about for <laughs> for a while.
1: Yeah. Very true. Their most recent two singles track called Comatose featuring Jonathan of Ego Kill Talent and also one called Blow, which featured Spencer of Ice Nine Kills, both of which also had albums this year. So, yeah, some pretty big stuff going on there. Yeah. And they had an EP come out back
2: in 2018 called Heavy on the Heart, which featured three tracks. Uh, We we got to hear three of those tracks
1: played live. and We'll talk more about that
2: after you get to hear the interview.
1: That's right. Eva and the band just finished a big tour with Skillet and Adelita Sway that concluded in our hometown of St. Louis. So that was a cool experience for all involved. Really, she was just an incredibly um, engaging person to speak with. Very fun personality.
0: Yeah, and we've we'd been on the docket to talk with her for a while, and uh, the first attempt kind of fell through, which happens. And not going to lie, we. Uh, we feel privileged to talk with any artist that gives their time to us, no matter what we do as a as a podcast. so we we definitely thank her for taking the time. But having the tech issues <laughs> it it was it made for an interesting interview to say the least because she was constantly on the move the entire time,
1: <laughs> yeah. this interview was conducted while they were traveling in their van uh, en route to St. Louis, which meant that you know, uh, cell phone signals were going in and out. Wi-Fi signals were going in and out until they finally arrived and she was she was able to sort of stabilize a little bit. But man, she was a trooper through it.
0: And then it got even funnier from there because <laughs> the, the bandmates and workers of the venue were making all sorts of background noise, <laughs> which was making her angry through uh, parts of the
1: interview. I'm a little worried right now because I told her we cut all that stuff out and and we are as best we can, but it was yeah, still yeah, entertaining yeah. enough that we need to speak to it here. Oh, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. what you're hearing if you hear anything. We're doing our best, yeah. but it happens, you know. Technology well, is falling. The
2: other thing is too, I thought it was hilarious is that it doesn't really give a good impression for Saint Louis's cell phone coverage. You know, like <laughs> she, she comes into town and all of a sudden she can't talk to us, like they just cuts keeps cutting out because that's
1: well, that's St. Louis for you. Welcome to St. Louis. Dan, I thought we had a conversation about you insulting cities all the time. I
2: <laughs> mean, hey, this, this is my own hometown. What can I say? I
1: insulted all day long. Oh, boy. I'm not happy anywhere. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a personal issue. You should and you should talk to Eva about that. I'm just messing up. Let me let me actually. That's a great point. That's a great point that I wanted to draw attention to in this this conversation, as uh, this is a woman who has a, a background in psychology and in mental health. And I would encourage listeners to pay very close attention to the way that she particularly responds and reacts to the things that we say because she's an incredibly uh, active listener and pays yes. close attention to what you say and appreciates the small things in a conversation. And that I found incredibly engaging. And so, yeah, take note of that. You want to learn how to communicate with someone, this is a person you can learn from. She a, does a great job.
0: And that was, that was one reason why I wanted to share what I end up sharing in the interview because I didn't want I didn't want to force her to just recount her own struggles that caused her to write some of the songs. I wanted to take a different approach to that that question, which I I think she appreciated and I I think it, it came across well.
2: Yeah, she was really fun to interview because it Well, it was really funny because we had a lot more questions on the docket. But she would just, you know, she knew how to answer questions to where she covered all the bases. Like mm-hmm. we were deleting questions left and right because she was just <laughs> answering them without without us
1: asking. We're like, all right, where there goes that question? She beat us to it. Did a great job. But we come up with more. So, yeah.
2: It was a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. We definitely appreciate her time. And yeah, I look forward to seeing them just continue to be successful, hopefully.
0: So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Eva Marie of Eva Under Fire.
3: All right, check the lead vocal. I'm like, microphone, microphone, microphone. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Good to see you. Thanks for having me
1: yeah thanks for being here can you uh we've got three of us just in case that didn't show up i don't know how your how your screen is set up or not but
3: okay now i can see all three of you
1: okay Okay. (laughs) didn't want any weird surprises when there's just like a random voice or face just in the middle of of everything (laughs) like where would that guy come from
3: thanks for that heads up (laughs) i appreciate you (laughs) thank you all for being so in tune with you know up and coming musicians as my group gets started this is where we get the opportunity to talk a little bit about, um, you know, where we're headed and where we'd like to be. So thank you all for, for doing that, because musicians like me appreciate you.
1: That's encouraging to us as we try to go through this stuff, because obviously it's, you know, it's it's a fairly small scale and it's not like a super profitable thing either. It's mostly <laughs> of our own love for doing it. And so, yeah, so the, f- at the, the feeling's definitely exactly. mutual. That's for sure. Yeah, you can <laughs> understand that as, as you guys start out.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely for the passion. That's, yeah. that's what gets you through.
1: We can get started here. Since you did just mention uh, you're finishing today, actually, in our hometown of St. Louis, the pretty darn big tour. <laughs> yeah. The last day of the tour with Skillet and Adelita's Way. You'll be wrapping that up tonight. And uh, Dan and Casey are hoping to see you there. Yes, excited. They're excited cool. about the show. Let's do that. I'm way up in Chicago, so I can't participate with them, but but they're all in.
3: <laughs> I think uh, we played House of Blues Chicago to start this tour, actually, so... Well, hopefully, we'll see you around the next time. There you go. <laughs> yeah, House of Blues Chicago, we played uh, earlier in the tour. So
1: cool. Very cool. And so, you know, as you started Chicago, you're finishing up in St. Louis here. How has this tour experience just in general been for you? Like I said, it's a pretty big one.
3: We're the little fish in a very big tour, right? So we are the opening band, but it's been fantastic because they treat us so well. Truly skillet is just a team of great humans. Adelina's way has been fantastic as well to work with. And we often share a green room with those guys. So we've kind of gotten to know them really well and hang out and, you know, get lots of tips and tricks because they've been touring for years also. Oh, but yeah. Skillet has, I mean, John has a, kind of tells the audience in, in many ways they have been touring for 25 years i mean
4: yeah yeah
3: it's just fantastic and their live show oh my gosh the energy i actually had the opportunity to go to coffee with corey cooper the other day yeah and uh And I was just like, I hope you guys don't think it's strange that I stand side stage almost every show. I said, I just can't take my eyes off of the stage when you guys are up there. It's such a a cool experience and I love their energy. And she was like, no, we love it. It's so cool. That's why we, we, you know, they do often try to like when they see us over there, you know, salute from the stage kind of deal. Um, But they're just, they've been awesome to work with. We feel very taken care of. The fans, these people are ready for rock shows to come back. They really are. You can feel it. So uh, Casey and Dan, if I see you guys out tonight, you'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel it. It's a vibe for
1: sure. <laughs> That's awesome. We're excited. <laughs> I'm actually glad you mentioned Skillet being around for as long as they have, because I'm actually a fan of theirs since literally the entirety of that. Uh, I just like they, they were a band that I picked up in like middle school or something when like the late 90s, when they were like grungy and then they were like kind of they transitioned to be sort of an electronic band. I don't know if you've gone back and listened or looked at any of that. Yeah, but yeah, the
3: early stuff is different, for very sure.
1: different. And then, you know, around the time of Comatose, um, fittingly, they transitioned into kind of the sound that they have now. So if you ever want to give them trouble, just ask them about their style on like the cover of like the Invincible album from like 2000 or 2003 or something like that. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> fashion changes a lot, and especially when your sound changes with it. So <laughs>
3: Oh, and then what was popular back then? It's just so different now. So, and I, I you know, they're trying to stick with trends, just like all of us trying to be on the edge of things sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned fittingly, right? So, yeah, uh, we share the the uh, song "Comatose" as a title, right, yeah. with Skillet, and Ellie's Way shares a title "Invincible" with Skillet. So it's just you know, it was almost <laughs> like it was meant to be. <laughs> you can really mess
1: with pro- live lineup, crowds doing so. that. Yeah
3: i know yeah they're like what wait what
1: this is the wrong the wrong invincible this is not the comatose i thought we were hearing right now (laughs) yeah
3: yeah. it's fine just look them both up it's fine
1: right yeah awesome (laughs) this will actually be our
2: second concert since uh the pandemic and so yeah we're definitely excited and the first concert i'll I'll be honest like I, i got quite emotional um whenever you know i just played like when they played like one of my favorite songs so How is that getting back on tour for you? You know, what were those emotions like for you?
3: Oh, gosh, I can I totally hear you because it's been, yeah, teared up on stage a couple of times, you know, just uh, it's it's so encouraging because, you know, I think that the whole time that we have been without live music, I think rock fans have really suffered greatly because it's not just going to the show that they just like passively enjoy it's this is their vibe this is where i hang out where i find myself and it, a lot of the music has very meaningful lyricism and just you know it's powerful stuff when you're at a rock show it's just a different crowd you know i think that's why rock rock fans love the memorabilia too they want to get to know you as an artist they want to signed copy of your cd right who listens to cds anymore rock fans <laughs> yes. they, want, they want it they want it all yeah. you know they, they do they come to the table they want your shirts they want you to sign everything they want pictures they want you know so it's i mean because it's such a all-encompassing experience for them i think it's just you know it's almost on a spiritual level when you're at a rock show so i, I can feel that from the stage especially when we do we we have a ballad that we do on stage and the lights come down and, and I, I get to, to tell everybody, you know, let me see your lights. And the whole crowd, just like, I mean, 1500 people maybe, you know, waving, waving their cell phone lighters and their lighters around <laughs> with me, you know? So it's, it's a really cool experience for sure. Yes.
0: Switching to a, a bit more serious topic. We, we definitely wanted to take a second to thank you for not being afraid to tackle such hard topics that your songs mm. convey. Um, for example, heroin. The first time I, I heard that song, it it made me feel all sorts of different ways because my uncle Paul actually passed away of an overdose uh, 13 years ago. And I know you're one that normally has to share the, this and this these type of interviews, but I wanted to, to share that and let the people listening uh, out there know, you know, it, it takes, you know, f- music is feeling. And in listening to your guys's music, I haven't really come across a band that has conveyed that in such a way in a long time. So I wanted to, to thank you for that. And uh, we shouldn't be scared to reach out for help. And also as, as people, we, sh- we shouldn't be scared to help those that that need help. So uh, again, thank you for uh, being a champion for the cause of all sorts of, of topics.
3: I appreciate that so much. Thank you for sharing that, too, because music is my therapy. The music that I write specifically, that's the way that I, you know, when I need something to go to, I go to my my pen and my paper, really. You know, so it's my experiences that come out of that a lot of times. It is really cathartic for me to also understand that I am not alone when others have that response and they can come to me as you've just done and said hey listen this happened and I felt it too and I went through this similar thing and it's important that we talk about this because I mean even my guys in the group addiction and and uh is touched many people's lives differently you know it's somebody that we know if it's not us personally it's somebody that we know um somebody close to us you know family friends so it is it's it's a uh, I just find that it's a demon that lurks in the in the very close coordinates. So don't be afraid to say, hey listen, I've been affected or somebody that I know I'm worried about, you know, cuz people might not know exactly what to say or how to help you, but they can help you figure that out. I don't know what to where to go or who to talk to, but let's call somebody, you know, let's call them together, you know, something. So I'm I'm grateful for for you sharing. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And we all need to take pride in in helping others when we can, no matter if we reach one person, uh, that can make all the world a a difference. In addition to being a musician, uh, you also have a background as a clinical psychologist. Mm -hmm. don't know how actively you're practicing these days, but we'd Mm -hmm. love to hear how those worlds combine and influence each other for you.
3: Sure. In any case, I feel like music is an is an inverse, you know, for me, music is my therapy. And, and for someone else, I get to be the therapist, which is very, very rewarding for me So it have been trained in, in psychology and to be able to give back in that way. It's just something that I, I really love and hold close to my heart.
1: It's really interesting. You kind of like, you know, instead of instead of a, a couch in an office, now you're, you're just doing that publicly, a few thousand people or whatnot a night is <laughs> a little just kind of a different office to be working out of, I guess. No, with no couch. No couch.
3: <laughs> okay, press the unmute button. Hello again.
1: Hello, um, hello.
3: This is. I'm so grateful to you people that you record this in advance, and we'll edit all of this out later. Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. as a musician in a traveling truck, I cannot get my life together. I want you to know that. <laughs> um,
0: this is. Hey, we we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll do
1: the the heavy lifting later. And does anybody truly have their life together? I also
3: feel. <laughs> <It's> exact- <laughs> I don't think so. And yeah. you know what? I tell people that in therapy too. I said, listen, this is this is a good secret. Uh everybody thinks that they need to be crazy to go to therapy. And that's not true. Because yeah. The world that we live in yeah. is crazy. Okay. So yeah. it is the effect of what we have to deal with out here. And that's totally normal that everybody would need help with that because this is a wild world. So um we're just pulling in and I don't think that we'll have any further uh crazy connection issues. Cool. But what I was saying. Yeah. about the likes and differences, I guess, between music and therapy. I always wanted it to be that I found a career talking with people about things that matter, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I'm not interested in the weather. I want to know how you are, truly, like, you know, and, and what we can do about me being okay and you being okay. And, and when we're not okay, can we talk about that too, you know? So uh, music allows me to do that and therapy allows me to do that. So I was like, okay, That's I should be right. able to, to handle one of these two things, be a career that like pays bills, right? So uh, now I get both because the joke's on me. <laughs>
4: yeah. That's awesome. So
3: with therapy, I get to do that with one-on-one people in an office. And with music, uh, I get to do that with like 500 people at one time. So it's um, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I love being able to do it that way. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. before
1: before we go on to our next question, we we forgot to ask earlier on uh, about how much time do you have? I know you guys will be getting getting out and probably trying to get some stuff set up before too long.
3: Um, oh, you know what? It's a beautiful thing about these crazy awesome tours that are like have professionals running them? They have stage hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need I don't need to do any of that. So I can get out of this truck as I'm doing now, and then uh. we should be able to just hang out for a bit, okay. um, hopefully with uninterrupted Wi-Fi. Because now I'm in a stable environment
1: nice, <laughs> nice. are you guys at the venue now or are you at are you uh, yeah near, Okay. Yeah. so you're hanging out on Del Mar yeah.
3: Yeah, we, just, Man. we just pulled into the back here
1: okay right. got to, we're going to think of something to recommend these guys to check out while they're they're hanging out on the loop we're going to be eating yeah. dinner at Fritz's that's a great place to eat they have
2: some they're fantastic Fritz's. self-made like... root beer yes. yeah it's right there on the loop on the, on the street right there huh. All right, cool. we'll yeah. be there about four so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
3: just and, that out there for the We might, we might pull Yeah, that's great.
2: So, kind of switching gears, I know that you've released several singles, especially with other singers. um You had Blow with Spencer. I'm probably gonna mispronounce his last name, but Spencer Tarnas of yes. Nine Kills. You did Comatose with Jonathan Dore of Ego Kill Talent. I know that you'd kind of announced that there was a a, a possible album release. Is there any kind of uh, set official date on that or any kind of official time period where you might know when it's coming out? And are those going to be featured on there?
3: No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that answers that question. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, so uh, you, you guys probably know, right? Because COVID, right? Yeah, so there, there I think springtime is what the goal is right now. So springtime, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I am at the venue. I am now connected to the Wi-Fi. You guys have the patience of saints, by the way. (laughs) Um, Likewise.
1: So
3: so, uh, the album hopefully will be released in springtime. Uh, Yes, it's going to feature both Comatose with uh, Jonathan from Eagle Kill Talent and Blow with Spencer Tarnas, Vice 9 Kills. So we were super excited about the record when we turned it all in. It was supposed to come out March of 20. Mm. We all know what happened then. Right. So I think what's what's uh, I'd really like to thank the label for is just their ability to sort of like think quickly to do something different than what was planned. Right. So like we have these giant tours that we're part of now, a release schedule that works better for us. The ability to like release the singles as we kind of like, you know, as as we kind of tour around here, you know, we've got Comatose that we released um and uh blow that we released and then heroin was kind of like the first of them so it, it's mm-hmm. cool because we still get to chan- the chance to release new music as we go um it just looks a little bit differently than we thought it would
1: those two collaborations in particular were were those already always designed that way or is that more of a post-covid we have the opportunity to go back and and you know collaborate with some people kind of thing
3: uh, I, I think that some of it was a planned thing. Spencer's was definitely a planned thing because the movie, right? So right. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but The Retaliators
4: mm-hmm. had just
3: had their North American premiere in Hollywood, and it went amazing. Yeah. I was so bummed that um, I couldn't couldn't attend, but it was uh, it's a cool reason why I couldn't attend because I was on tour with Skillet, so um, <laughs> rock star problems. Uh, it was, <laughs> I felt, I felt really cool when I was like, wow, I can't attend this premiere cause I'm on tour right now. That's kind of fun. Um, but the, the premiere went wonderfully. And so, uh, it was always kind of slated that blow, they wanted blow to be a, a part of that movie and on that soundtrack and kind of through management, they were like, Hey, uh, Spencer is also going to be in the film. So wouldn't that be a cool collab? So it, it did kind of have a little bit of an organic thing, you know, it was, it was a plan because we were both part of the, the film. Um, But it was uh, it just turned out way cooler than I could have expected it to. I was really glad that he that he picked up on that track. So
2: that was funny because that was actually going to be the next topic we were going to ask about. But uh, did you happen to play a role in the
3: Retaliators movie? Yeah. So when you see it, I am (laughs) in the opening scene and I'm the first one to die. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's not at all. Oh, I was go. like, it's me, that's me, that's amazing <laughs>
2: <laughs> We definitely have to see it soon, that's for sure Because we've also had conversations with Maddie Madeiro from Ashes to New And Dan Murphy of All Good Things And they were also featured in the movie at some point or another And, and so we have to find out who dies and who stays alive,
1: that's for sure Yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, a recur- that's The Retaliators is a, is a recurring thing in our interviews
3: Oh, I love it, I love it Well, spoiler alert, I definitely die in it But it's cool <laughs> because it's, it just kicks it kicks open the the movie for you but it's it's not a spoiler alert for the rest of the film you you're yeah. going to want to watch the rest of the film so so it was really fun the way that it all kind of went because i originally came out to do um like a cameo that was a little bit more grungy just like a real like a non-speaking type of role right and then some things got changed around and we did some reshoots oh. and they and michael lombardi invited me to come be a speaking role in the film and i was like this is, this is wild. You're inviting me to come by, be an actress. And he was like, yeah, can we make that work? I was like, this is perfect. So I was able to go back on set and kind of change up what I did in the, in the film. And so I'm in the full opening scene, which is really cool.
2: Awesome. Is there anybody that you got to work with that just put you in awe?
3: Jacoby Shaddix. <laughs> <laughs> pap- Listen, I have the funniest story. So, so I, the first time I was out, Jacoby was supposed to be part of the same scene that I was going to be in. Right. So I, we all got to the hotel and, and this is you now first impression, right? I have never met any of these people. I'm very new here. And the the role that I was slated for was like, you know, really gory. I had like, you know, bloody makeup all over and everything. <laughs> so they, they told me, they were like, Don't come to set with anything, you know, just plain face, nothing in your hair. And I was like, this is how I have to meet people. All right. (laughs) So I roll out of bed and it's like an early call time. It's like 6 30 in the morning. I, you know, hit the elevator button and I'm like, okay, it's set day. Today's going to be so cool. Don't freak out. You know, I'm giving myself the pep talk, right? Ding, hit the elevator button, elevator opens. There's Jacoby with a plate of eggs. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. Hi. (laughs) That was that was my opening line. So I was a little embarrassed because that was my first starstruck moment. And then and then it gets even worse. Right. So finally, he goes upstairs with his plate of eggs. I go downstairs and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Right. So the crew is directing me and I'm supposed to go to set in this like, you know, they have like a couple vans and things like that. Trucks that get people to and from set from the hotel. So there was like a navigator that I was supposed to get in. So I get in the navigator. Jacoby's in the front seat, and I I swear to you, it was me, it was him, and his manager, and he looks at his manager like, what is Fangirl doing in (laughs) our truck? Like what is she supposed to be here? Like what? And so I quickly started talking myself out of this and telling him that I was the new person on the label. And he was like, oh, this makes so much more sense. You know, what's <laughs> up? So, and after after he figured out that I was supposed to be there, he was so chill, very nice. I really give him a ton of props because that man was in like prosthetic makeup, caked on, like grit and gore, everything for like 13 and a half hours and while we were getting ready to like all disperse for the day right and we're just I'm standing kind of like across the room from him trying to scrape all the makeup off of myself and he's scraping all the makeup off of himself and he just strikes up conversation like so you were telling us you're new like have you guys turned in the new album yet like when's that supposed to come out it's super <laughs> exciting he's like we'll probably tour together at some point that would be super <laughs> rad we, t- we take out a lot of <laughs> other label mates and I'm like <gasps> right so <laughs> losing my mind so it It was really it was it was very sweet of him. He did not have to like he took it upon himself, I think, in that moment to like onboard me and and make me feel super comfy and, and just be a really chill guy. So kudos to Kobe. Thanks a lot, man. (laughs)
2: yeah he's he's one of our favorites uh papa roach one of our favorite bands of champion and and we just feel like jacoby shaddix is one of the hardest working men in in all of rock like he's on everything absolutely i feel like better noise just wants to put him in every single band like that they have
1: like he's going to be on one of their albums at at some point (laughs) yeah that's one of our running jokes is like if you're on better noise he's going to show up on an album eventually you just have to you just have to be patient so you you can i'm sure you can look forward to that unless Unless he already is. I don't know if you have more collaborations planned for your actual album release or not, but uh, yeah. uh, I figured, I figured that's what we'd get there, but it was worth a shot. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing or <laughs> right. secret keeping.
3: For those that are going to be paying attention to this audio only, I just did the zipper move across my lips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: She ain't yeah. giving us nothing on future collabs. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you did mention
2: earlier that the album was kind of almost ready to go by march 2020 and then obviously you know the whole world stopped do you think that that has assisted in making the album better like do you think that are you more excited for it to come out because of the time the extra time that went into it because of that due to the pandemic
3: you know i wasn't really it really wasn't extra time i i can say that you know I'm a person that has to believe everything happens for a reason, right? So, and whether or not I know that reason or I agree with it makes no difference. I feel like it was definitely part of our past. It was definitely part of what we are going to need to get this album off the ground in a powerful way. You know, I think it's going to have maybe more staying power because people have been cooped in their house for almost two years. You know, the fans are ready for new music. I love the fact that Skillet just released a new song and it is the most aggressive song that they've released in a long time. And I think it was because it just expressed that that same level of anger and frustration that I know a lot of us have felt as a result of this whole pandemic. So Mm -hmm. it's just a very different world that we're releasing our music into. And I think that's what makes it so powerful and i think that's what's going to help us to just maybe catapult way farther than we thought with this album you know because of the environment i mean i think that you definitely have to have great songs i know we have great songs um you definitely have to have the passion i know we have the passion but you also have to release it in the right environment and i think that this might just do it
2: yeah i'm a big believer in everything happening for a reason too and honestly a lot of artists have shared that same that same opinion that it's it's helped and and it's uh, that I, they're just more excited because of the uh, extra work, or just um, the extra time that I was able to put into it. So I, we're definitely excited and waiting for your new music as well. That's for sure. That's
3: awesome. I well I can't, I can't wait to show it to you, and um, I'll give you a preview later. <laughs> yes, you guys are gonna be at the show. <laughs> looking forward to it. Yes, perfect.
1: Casey's looking forward to something in, in particular.
0: Actually, <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> no. Uh, now that this leg of the tour is is ending, are you guys taking? Any time off for, for the holidays? Are you guys uh jumping back on another tour or
3: I have about six days at home until we jump on the next theory of a dead man in ten years tour.
0: Nice, nice. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic you know uh with the pandemic and you know concerts not being a thing i was curious how many bands are like i don't want any time off we had we had a year and a half off Yeah, you know yeah.
3: <laughs> absolutely that is that's is honestly like i've i've been very fortunate to be able to like obviously talk at length with my guys about how everybody's feeling and we all still like yeah, This feels great. We just want to stay, you know, let's just keep going and keep it moving and keep meeting all these fans and friends and new people on the road and musicians who are also are doing this thing. And just, we're so enamored with the life on the road, even being trapped in this van, um, <laughs> 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 yeah. it, which is actually kind of a big band. I mean, check that out. I got like four benches yeah. in there. We, got, we can make this work all day. All day. Uh, So, uh, but no, we're we're definitely excited about being able to continue to tour. So thank you to the label and to management for keeping us working, even in such a strange world with like a weird release schedule for our new music, you know, because normally you tour to support the record. Our record's not out yet. We have two massive tours. It's like that. We really, we are very fortunate to have that have happened. So.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of new music and the holidays, you guys released last year, a version of First Noel, a Christmas track, which was a beautiful track, by the way. Is there any uh any chance any additional Christmas tracks make it in the future?
3: No, we actually did that one. Uh, just when we first, you know, were um, doing some things for the for the the label, and it was kind of just an opportunity that came up. So um, I don't know that we we'll, we wouldn't shy away from doing it in the future. We definitely had a, a great time with it. Um, but, you know, I think that through, through this particular holiday season, um, we're going to be focused on, on the new album and, and we still have a couple of songs, um, to release, uh, that I think will be really, really well received. And we have a new music video that we're going to be filming for one of them. And, um, right. so I think, I think we'll be hard at work. I, I just don't think that we will be focusing on Christmas tracks this year. We'll probably yeah. do some silly Facebook live thing. That'll probably yeah. be
1: what <laughs> cool. There you go. I had to ask. <laughs> we're the itch is very big on christmas music we do our our annual show and there's any quality christmas rock track we can so nice. quick shout out in there yeah shout out in there to the christmas with better noise music album that came out last <laughs> absolutely. year absolutely <laughs> We'll plug that. Why not?
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you guys hear it? I, I was listening to that playlist and there was a couple of them that took me by surprise. And I was just I, I had to laugh because, you know, some of them were, you know, really beautiful renditions of, yes. of these yes. classic yes. Christmas songs. And then other ones were just so off the wall goofball. I loved it. Mm-hmm.
1: I will say I've, I think it's the first Christmas album I've ever seen that had an explicit lyrics. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> yep.
3: Sounds like yeah. us. Really yeah. A
4: rowdy bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, What's wrong with that? <laughs> All right. So our last section that we do, we, we typically call it rapid fire, but to be honest, they don't usually end up being that rapid. And, and at the moment, even if we did do that, I think we'd have to call it rapid under fire. Yes. To make sense, right? That's, we got to go with that. So we'll, we'll use that for this one. And that's where we usually kind of like to ask an artist about sort of their influences and the things that they love about rock music and that whole world. So the first one we usually start with is, uh, can you tell us a song or an album that changed your life?
3: Wow, um, <laughs> it, it's got to be it's got to be uh, the, the first Linkin Park record for sure. Okay. Oh, I, uh, I, so okay. I was I was introduced to um, I was introduced to, to rock music a little bit late in the game. You know, uh, my parents mm-hmm. listened to like eighties rock and metal and stuff like that all all the time, and I, I loved it. But it, I felt like it was their music, you know, and I think that. Um, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory was the first one that I felt like it was my music and I loved it and I fell in love with every single word and every single lyric and I still to this day will will jam out to that record.
2: Exactly how I felt about System of a Down.
3: (laughs) Yes yeah was it Toxicity?
2: Yeah well yeah uh, yeah, eventually that became my favorite but yeah I got into them during self-title it was the same for the same reasons.
3: Oh cool very cool.
1: Yeah all right how about um, a song I know we Casey mentioned how you know, there's a lot of very wonderful personal tracks you guys have released so far. Is there a song that you are particularly proud to have written? Like a personal favorite sentimental kind of value thing?
3: Yeah, there's three. It's hard <laughs> there's to choose three between in your my kids, head. Isn't it? It really is. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> d- demons for this, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> between my kids. Um, okay, so, so the one that I am really most proud of is probably Comatose on the new record. Um, Mm. I loved writing comatose. It was the thing in the studio that I felt like was the most organic thing that came together. It has all of the aggression that I could ever want in a song. And it has meaningful lyrics uh, for, for what I've been through, but also has just like this real powerful, like, you know, riffs that'll kick you in the teeth, you know? So, so I feel like it's different than heroin in that way because, um, heroin was so heartbroken and, and in comatose, I got to be angry. And I loved that. I love the power that I felt with that. And in the studio, when it all came together, it was such just like the perfect amount of just collaboration and finding the right nuances and everything just fell into place with that song in the studio. So I've loved it ever since.
1: Hmm. Right. How about uh, a song that you wish you had written? Somebody else's song that you were like, I wish my name were on that one.
3: <laughs> oh, um, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. Okay. I had, That's very fair. I had, I had endeavored to sing that song, like probably my entire, you know, adolescent life. And, uh, and it wasn't until I really tried to, you know, find my range and, and do, you know, different things and different keys that I could, that I could get there. And now that I can sing it confidently. And it was, su- it was such a powerful song that happened to me in like a, in a, you know, my, again, adolescent years, right. So an important mm-hmm. space in my life. Uh, and it, it was just massive. That song was massive. It was everywhere. Absolutely, you know. So I'm like, man, if there's one thing I could have done, I wish it was that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's it, it's funny you mentioned that actually, because when I first heard your band or your music, the first thing that came to mind was that you kind of had like a Amy Lee, uh, Lizzie Hale influence in your voice. Like it was just really kind of almost a combination of the two. <laughs> yeah, that,
3: oh, you just made my day, sir. Made my day. <laughs> You're people are like oh my gosh I hate to compare you you know because I, I think some musicians fairly don't appreciate you know always being compared to whomever I love it I love it I don't care if you tell me I sound like Miley Cyrus who also just released a cool rap record by the way <laughs> yeah. super weird right so but I, I just think that you know these people are bajillionaires because they release amazing music that people really love so like I mean if you can find somebody famous and tell me I have a voice like that cool that means I must be doing something right (laughs) but particularly in my genre uh Amy Lee and Lizzie Hale are like it dude (laughs) it's like those (laughs) girls they've been killing the game for like a long time And that is is the vocal that's the vocal you want to be compared to you know when you're in my shoes Mm -hmm. yeah it's
2: see them in December both of them actually Uh oh yeah that'll be a good one
3: Tell them I want to open for that one. Okay. I, <laughs> Tell them that one's next. I
2: hope be more than well, happy to throw in I. a good word if I get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we you. Will.
3: Appreciate you.
1: <laughs> we find uh, that's a, another funny running gag. We find that in basically every interview that we do, there's some type of like dream scenario that somebody states and we're like, we will, we're not going to make it happen. We don't have that power, but we will try with everything we have to push somebody yeah. somewhere hey. to know that that should be on their radar.
3: You guys, so. you guys got a cool podcast and, uh, you, you seem to be talking to lots of people that, uh, so that, that makes sense to me. I appreciate you.
1: So that'll yeah. be our mission to, to get you out there with them. If you can put in a good word with us, uh,
0: with Jacoby, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I
3: yes. know yeah, these, cool, these cool guys got this podcast. You should get yes. them out. That'd be
0: yeah. amazing.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the end game. Yeah. We joke. We're like, we, we're going to talk to Jacoby. And then I think yep. we'll be done with interviewing people with after the mic, mic drop forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect.: All right, move, moving along so we can. Um, uh, this was an idea we actually got from the conversation with NonPoint: uh, an album that's all killer and no filler.
4: Oh
3: Man. Uh) Gosh, I can't you guys are really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I'm trying to I, uh, What was the name of the album though? The, the song that comes to mind is Trivium in Waves um okay okay yeah but i was that the title of the album that wasn't the title of the album or was it we'll
4: whatever out. whatever we'll yeah whatever, whatever
3: that song album is on and you know what you guys are doing this thing that i i always am fearful of in uh in interviews so i'll just be transparent i never know who it's by or what it's called i only <laughs> know every word. like i i will i will know every word but i'm terrible with uh with names and 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 all that so just bear with me it's it's whatever got album it right, Trivium though. in Waves was. Yes, so it's the In Waves album. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. That was fantastic. <laughs> and that also happened at an angry point in my life, so thanks a lot Trivium for that album. That record helped me through some things. Nice.
1: <laughs> All right. We'll go on with some of this. Now that you guys are are on these awesome tours, um, what's a band that everyone should see live besides obviously your own band? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, Papa Roach had a killer live show. I thought that mm. Jacoby just slays live. As a matter of yes. fact, I got a chance to tell him about that when we were on set the retaliators. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's funny because two months ago I was at your show at Columbus. Y'all killed it. <laughs> 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 they actually came. So Jacoby came, he comes into the crowd and like with his microphone, like jumps in the section, in the seated sections with his fans and stuff like that. When they're like during the, some of their more popular songs where there's just like everybody sings in mass. It's so cool. <laughs> so I think, I think that uh, Papa Roach needs to be on that. You need to see them live. Yes. agree. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Well then I'll, I'll transition that one in, into the next question of, of uh, it may be a given for actually either of the next questions. What would be a dream tour for you guys? And you're already kind of living some of them out. It sounds like, but
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs>
1: and we just mentioned a couple great ones, obviously.
3: I, I think, I think for, um you know, now that I, I know what the touring world looks like. Um, I think a dream tour for us, specifically being a female fronted band, would be uh, Evanescence, Hailstorm, and Eve Under Fire. I mean, it go. doesn't get much bigger than that.
1: <laughs> it does. Not. Like, I kind of wondered it if it would. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I think we're going to come back to that, but I think it's worth coming back to you, So let's do it anyway. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Perfect.
3: Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: All right. So I'm, I'm going to skip. Unless you have something different. I'm going to skip dream collaboration because we've already identified a handful right mm-hmm. here that I feel like are already like just right mm-hmm. there. So we'll go we'll go to our last couple here and then we'll and then we'll let you like, get on about your day and uh, checking out, you know, the root beer shop. down the street. And <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right. Who are you listening to lately as you guys make these long trips from town to town?
3: Wage War. They oh. just released a new um, album and it's fierce. Cool. It is. There's some heavy riffs in there, but they have really great melodies, too. So I'm a, I'm a fan of more melodic metal than I am, like real heavy, um, you know, like black metal and things like that. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think that Wage War just they have a really cool way of blending melody and just heavy, heavy, heavy.
2: I'll be seeing awesome. them on Shiprocked.
3: Nice. There you go.
1: And for for listeners, Wage War's album's called Manic. It just came out a few weeks ago. And so that's a very fresh one. Yep. All right. We've got one final, this is a new one to our list. Do you either, of you guys want to take the that last one? Sure. How would you describe your new music in five words?
3: There was some connection weirdness. Oh, okay. I can hear you now. Okay, so cool. the question, the question was how would I describe my new music in five words or less?
1: Yes. <laughs> five words. We're really putting you on the
3: spot. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, so love drugs misery <laughs> uh, um, it's awesome right there you go, there you go. <laughs> perfect. perfect i love there it there you go that's all you need
1: <laughs> that is awesome thank you very much uh eva we'll have one more request for you here but this will be the formal end of the interview but um thank you very much for for giving us your time and working through all of the the Thank complications. You. Yeah. Thank you. yeah, I want to say it's it's a pleasure speaking with somebody who's you can
2: clearly tell that you're just as a big music fan as we are, and it's it's just delight knowing that you know you're a fan and you're in the middle of it and you're just doing your dream. I hope that it, it does work out for you. We're going to do everything we can to keep promoting you guys because we definitely love the music. So keep it up.
3: Much love. Thank you guys so much. a podcast, you. I loved it. I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you guys.
1: Thanks so much. you enjoy the rest of your day.
3: Much love. See you guys Sports soon. Excited. I'll see you too. i yes. I'll see you too soon. Yes. Let's do this. Excited. Show up early. Yes. <laughs> okay. We will. All right, All right guys.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Like a revenge. That was our interview with Eva Marie of Eva Under Fire.
1: And I know you guys got to have a great experience later that day after the interview, so I'm very excited to hear about uh, the aftermath here. Yes. The aftermath tour, you mean.
2: Which featured Eva under fire opening for Adelita's Way and Skillet. It was a fantastic show. Uh, super excited that we got to go. I've never seen any of those bands live um, and was definitely entertained by what I saw. There's no doubt.
1: Really. I'm so surprised you haven't seen Skillet at some point. I would have figured they would have been at a point fest or something like that at some point over the years. Huh? No, no, and
2: honestly, um, I, I I fell in love with the drummer uh has <laughs> <laughs> got a crush <laughs> I, t- I told my wife as we left like man you got you got a competition uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He did. Dan texted uh, me during the show. He's like, "The drummer from Skillet has a beautiful voice." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah uh, she gained a fan in me. Uh, she she was a badass drummer for one. She had an amazing voice, sang beautifully, and and was just I'm gorgeous. And so, like, yeah, she was definitely <laughs> the highlight of Skillet in my opinion. Like, she was great. Like, she was just a fantastic drummer, and and everybody was great in their own respects. You know, I definitely appreciated. They were all really, really good musicians. And you could tell, like even the the guitarist was just really good. So they they put on a hell of a show. Uh, But yeah, no, I I truly feel that the the Jen stole the show. She was my
1: highlight. Maybe we'll put her on our list. Yeah, maybe we'll put her on our on our interview next list. (laughs) Can we get Jen Ledger from Skillet? (laughs) Dan will be bumbling over his words. It'll be great.
2: (laughs) Uh But yeah, no, I, I truly do feel that uh the best band of the night was Eva Under Fire. Uh, they put on one hell of a show. She sounded great. Uh, in fact, they covered a Journey song where she fucking killed it.
4: Like
2: <laughs> Journey is not a band that's easy to sing. Like Mm-mm. back in the day, he could hit some of the notes that nobody could hit. Right. And it was, it was amazing. Like their cover was great. She was spot on uh they they just the whole show was great they uh the one the one thing i will say was there was one of their their, their lead guitarist was was fantastic lead guitarist uh, but he, he's he's a big tall guy and so he was wearing this uh flannel shirt and he he looked like fucking paul bunyan up there with a different mm-hmm. axe you know just a, a guitar <laughs> act as opposed to yeah but uh, no no he was he was great like they, the whole band was great like Their other guitarist was he was a showman like uh, he he uh, was just very good at what he did. He was a very good stage presence. He had uh, a drummer on stage. He had just he did all kinds of stuff all around the whole stage. He was just great stage presence. Yeah, they
0: were a lot of fun. Yeah. And then the really cool part while we're standing in the crowd and and Eva had great. uh, We've mentioned this on the podcast multiple times that we're very conscious of stage presence for a band and she she had that as well as the members of the band because they they've referenced st louis multiple times and and tried to get the crowd going multiple times but one particular time towards the middle of the set she says st louis where's the itch at (laughs) and then so dan and i start like wait a minute cheering yeah, we start, we start cheering, and you can kind of tell the crowd, like, they cheer, and then they're like, wait, the what did she-, she say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not going to talk about this right now, are we? Because
2: <laughs> she, yeah, she gave us a shout out, basically saying that uh, you know, she wanted to, I don't know exactly her words, I couldn't really hear it, but she said something that, like, you know, she appreciated her interview or something like that. Yeah, yeah, did she,
1: yeah. Did she find you guys? Like, did you guys...
0: After, after the fact,
1: okay, yes. I just didn't no. know. I'm if if, if if you know if the question is where's the itch at? If you guys are like we're right here, just like waving your we hands. We tried, we tried. Yeah, yeah, we the tried. First time we- Casey could not get someone's attention at a concert. Yes, yeah, yes.
2: it was crazy. We were stage right, like and and uh, <laughs> she just didn't see us. Apparently, yeah. that's awesome that you guys got a, a shout out from the stage. That is super cool. I'm not gonna lie, I teared up, <laughs> uh, just because. You know, we've been at this for a long time and it's, you know, it's a volunteer show that was on a college radio station for 16 years before we turned into the podcast. So that to me was just surreal. Like it was just awesome being called out. It was awesome interviewing her before the fact that it felt like a real, uh, radio type of position or, or, uh, day, you know, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like my whole, my whole day was all revolved around music and, it was just a lot of fun. It was a great day. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then we it was it was weird because we wanted to try to find her after their set. So how were you able
1: to track her down? <laughs> Cuz I have a great eye and I spotted her.
0: So we were we were kind of off to the the side and there was one of the the doors that led to the stage and we stayed in that section for the majority of the night, actually, mm. and there was a ton of kids at this show. I don't know if it's just because of COVID and people are just like, "All right, we're gonna take our kids to concerts because we need to go see music." I don't, I don't know what it was. It was weird. There was a lot of kids there, so it was so weird. So, like, right as Skillet took the stage, quite a few people left that were sitting in these chairs, so. Dan and Hannah and myself commandeered a couple of chairs
1: because we're old. And we, ain't to, we ain't trying to stand during this show. Not the whole thing. Not the yeah. whole thing. No.
0: Yeah. And then, so Dan spots Eva, and we missed her going one way, but then we caught her coming back, and that was really cool. So we were able to uh, chat a bit and and actually thank her for the interview and to say that she did a great job on stage and yeah. um she took her phone out and and uh snapped a picture so <laughs> we were able to uh get a picture with her and then i i got a phone i got my phone and had dan take a picture of me and her just to make sure that we had at least photographic evidence of our own <laughs> that's right this happened
1: with multiple interactions with this band throughout the day it was yes. great <laughs>
2: my mom told me that since I got free tickets, she didn't mind watching my kids. She's like, Oh, if you got free tickets, then sure. Just let me know. I'll watch your kids. Anytime you get free tickets to go to a fucking show. <laughs> no. like, hey, okay. <laughs> and so, and so it's funny. Cause like afterwards I told her, I said, you know, we met her, we got a picture with her. She's like, well, where's your picture? Well, I, I didn't get a picture with her. She's like, what the hell? I was like, How do you yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, she but- got a picture with us. Like,
0: yeah, you, you now, got it now. Yeah, yeah we have it yeah, now. Yeah, I
2: got it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It just was really funny because she was like, "Where's your picture?" I, well, I, I didn't get it. Like,
1: <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure this is now the first time that the itch has has been physically seen in a band's uh, Instagram story. <laughs> I yes, don't think that's happened before. We've been called is... out before. We've been
0: mentioned before. Yes. But, no. That, so that's <laughs> yeah. That's the first. That's the first uh, picture with with the artist
1: which by the by time. to to show our our social media a little bit we do have facebook instagram and twitter you're not going to see our faces often but if you look around you will find them here and there and occasionally <laughs> yeah very yeah. occasionally and uh, so because you know in case you care what your podcast host looks, looks like then there you go you won't
0: see our faces in this particular photo because we're all wearing masks but and it's, and it's dark back there. <laughs> it's dark. But
1: I'm
2: telling you, that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love the pandemic, because the mask
1: like I <laughs> my face up.
2: You don't have to see my chin rolls. Like, come on, like I love it.
1: And we don't get to see Dan's Dan's great dread beard that he's that he's still growing out. It's it's
2: it's terrible. <laughs> it's going very awful. But uh I, I did get a new mask at the show, an Eva under fire mask, and I'm super oh, cool. excited about it.
1: All right, and- we just got to figure out a way to get Eva an itch mask now. I did. And we did. I did you give her one. Yes. KC is killing it out
2: here. He is. Killing <laughs> he it on the mask game. Know
1: where I was like, whoa! He's where, where one
2: from?
0: <laughs> so we hope Eva enjoys her resting itch face mask.
2: Yeah, because yeah, because he handed it to her, and she's like, what's this? I was like, it's an itch face mask, and I was showing her from my face because I was wearing ours. Uh-
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, if you come on and speak with us bands, we'll give you merch. apparently <laughs> you get free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool, right? An hour of your time, you get free stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, because no, like I, I plan on bringing some stuff with me to
1: Shiprocked and doing the same to the to the guys we met prior there you go. yeah, that's so cool. I'm glad you I'm really glad you guys got to have that experience and ended up going to the show that awesome. just makes the interview that much that much more special for us.
0: Yeah, and it it, it, it kind of came full circle because a similar thing happened with you with the Dead Dads. You know, mm-hmm. we did the interview, and then a couple days later, you got to see them. But this was the day of.
2: <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, on, on both of those, the Dead Dads and this interview, they initially didn't work out when we first
1: scheduled them. That's true. That's, That's true. Yeah. True. And it's
2: just, it, it just. Funny, because like she talks about it in the interview that everything happens for a reason. And so far, like with both those interviews, everything has happened for a reason. Like everything's just lined up perfectly is made for quite an experience for all
1: of us. So we do appreciate it. We've got some some Bob Ross happy accidents happening in our
0: our interview schedule. It's great. And we hope to uh, potentially have her on again at some point down the line. That's right.
1: I hope
2: you enjoyed the interview with Eva for Eva Under Fire. And thank you very much for listening. Check out their music. They've got some new singles out there. They do have some other music out there with the EP. And uh, definitely great music to listen to. More from them coming, like she said, in spring. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on.
0: At the end of this episode, we wanted to give you a small preview of how Eva Under Fire sounds. We wanted to play the song Heroin. This goes out to my Uncle Paul. And if anyone out there feels like they need assistance, they can call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. And so for Dan, Aaron, And Eva, my name is KC, you're listening to The Itch, and this is Eva Under Fire with Heroin.
3: That's your heroine.
1: If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show.
0: We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including
2: the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.
0: And anytime you want to come and and, and do another session with us, we are more than welcome to have you on. <laughs> Yeah, we oh, can shoot wonderful. The of Thank kinds you so of much. Yeah. yeah, that'd be
3: great. That'd be great. Um, like I said, I usually am like, especially when we're like home and I, I have, you know, my reliable Wi-Fi and I'm not in a movie yes. vehicle. It'd probably be a lot better. So like maybe if you guys aren't doing anything around Christmas, we can all hang out with some Christmas music or something. That'd be that sweet. Sounds,
1: that sounds Ooh. perfect. That'd be great. That's a
2: great Yay.
3: idea, actually.
1: We're working, on, we're working on some Christmas episode ideas. Nice. So uh, oh my gosh, that could that could be please
3: one. hit me up. <laughs>
1: All, All right. right fantastic we can do Lock that go. thank you <laughs>
3: awesome.